This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seeley here for the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. I'm joined by Sean Calvert for week number two on the Asian Swing. It's uh, a little bit different times that we usually bring you. It's Tuesday, uh, but we come with a little bit of good news. We haven't had much good news, but Nishiokai, 20 to 1 pick from Sean Calvert each way, got to the final uh, in Zhuhai, and uh, I know he, he ran out of legs, but uh, nice little cash there. Sean, get, get, get some, a little bit of confidence going again for this week. Yeah, it's a nice little start to the Asian Swing. Same same guy we had last year, actually, Nishioka, who, who went one better last year in Seoul. He won the tournament there. But as I said, in the start of the week, he's all, he always, you know, this is his time of year. He always plays his best tennis, always seems to play his best tennis on the Asian swing. So, yeah, happy that that one worked out. You know, they don't always work out. But, um, you know, the, these these outrights that, you know, you've got to be patient. You, you'll get a lot of weeks where it just isn't happening. And then, you know, it's nice to get one on, over the line, so to speak. It was. Now, I've I've come with the Bet Rivers golf gear today. Look at, see the Bet Rivers golf gear? I can gear see, there? yeah. See, I can do, just you like, see do you like that, the yeah. little sort of the, the attire I, I haven't there? got one of these. When, when, when's my one coming? You can have one. This one. I've got one spare one. What do you want? Do you want this one or the pink one? What, the one you're wearing or? Well, we can wash <laughs> it. We can sort it out. It's like, I can sign it for you, Sean, if you want me to sign that. You're all right. Well, right. there's definitely one in the post for you. But I've been out recording some stuff for the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup starts uh, this week, uh, the, the battle between Europe against uh, the Americans. And so I've been out recording that today. That's why this is coming to us late this evening. But also, it's, it's, a, it's a strange time of year for the, the the schedule, isn't it? You know, we're in the mm. Asian swing. I, I, I told everybody Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And I had so many messages this week saying, where's the podcast on Sunday? Where's the podcast on Sunday? Where's the show? It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. While the Asian swing is on, we're back when Isn't Europe... it going to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday? That's what we did Tuesday, last week. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, my mistake. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. But we um, definitely couldn't have done it on Sunday because there was no there was no draw and, and nothing to talk about, really. But we have the draw now. And uh, last week, we had the Nishioka as well, got to the finals. This week, we've got two tournaments there. The Astana Open. We're going to start with that. We're going to start with the weaker tournament. It's uh, mm-hmm. an ATP, two, uh, ATP Tour 250 event. And now this tournament isn't the greatest of tournaments. Let's look at the tournament here. Uh, Talon Grigspor is the favourite uh, to win the event. He's the number one seed. Number two seed, Sebastian Bay. Uh, number three seed, Alexander Blublik. We, what what do we expect from him? Leheka, number four seed. So this, this, looks, this looks a tournament full of misfits, really, when you look at it. Um, it's a hard court. It's a green set hard court. What are the conditions like here in Astana? And really, I mean, if you are looking at a tournament to to have a bet on, this tournament here doesn't feel me with any confidence whatsoever. Yeah, it's not the most inspiring of um, of draws. It's it's been a bit of a strange one, Astana. Not only has it changed the name numerous times from, from when the 
the city changed from Nur Sultan back to Astana, Nur Sultan Astana again. They can't make up the their minds on that. Was a, a pretty weak two fifty. Um, then it got bumped up last year to a to a five hundred, with and all of a sudden all the top players or a lot of the top players arrived in Astana. Now it's back to a two fifty again with with a a much weaker field as you would expect. There's um there's a hint of altitude here, three hundred and fifty meters, but it doesn't unless they've changed it since last year. It it doesn't really make conditions any any quicker because it's a, a really slow or has been really slow in the past um, indoor hard court. Last year, Carlos Alcaraz, who played it, lost in the first round to David Goffin. Uh, he said it's not easy to get used to. It's really really slow. So that's that's coming from Alcaraz. It averages seventy seven percent holds a serve, sixty nine point eight percent first serve points one, which is pretty slow. Uh, despite the altitude, averages only 35% tie-break matches, which is actually the same number as Estoril on the clay. So it's not quite as slow as clay, but it has been pretty slow. Indoor conditions can change. They can change the surface, slightly tweak it to whatever pace they like. They can change the balls, make it quicker, slower, whatever. So it's always a little bit risky going on what's happened in the past. But um, as far as the conditions are concerned, it's um, it's always been slow. Let's look at the outright markets and the draw. Really, I mean, uh, Talon Greek Sports are number one, one seeds. It shows you how really poor that is. In the top half of the draw, he's got Sebastian Corda, Yuri Laheka, and he's got Laszlo Jerry. I think, given the court speed you mentioned there, he might be a contender here. The bottom half mm-hmm. of the draw sees Stanislas Ravinka. We have uh, Alexander Bublik. I wouldn't fancy him in the conditions. Manorino and Sebastian Bay. So there's some dangerous uh, floaters in the in the bottom half. Offner player who's good on the slower courts in the top half of the draw not really many is there any advantage in the top half of the draw to the bottom half of the draw i don't think so personally it looks pretty even top half to bottom half um as far as the top half is concerned do you want to know the one i've taken on the top half of course why would why would i have you on well i don't know whether you wanted me to go through something else first but no yeah i've taken i've taken uh yuri leheke here um Price I took him in was about eleven to one earlier on. Um, you know he's been on a great run lately. Leheka made the final of Winston Salem just before the week before the U.S. Open, then guided the Czech Republic to the Davis Cup final eight without dropping a set actually against the aforementioned Laszlo Jere, also Davidovich Vakina and soon Wu Kwan. So three decent wins there for him to back up his Winston Salem um, performance. I don't think he'll necessarily mind the slower conditions. Leheka he's got the power to hit through. Slow courts, you know, a lot of these haven't. He certainly has, and I quite like his draw as well. He's got um, obviously a buy into the the second round. Then he'll play either Zapata Morales or a qualifier. Hardly the most daunting of draws, and then he's into too many wins. That you know, he's into the quarterfinals. Just looking at the sheet here, might play Jerry again, maybe Van der Zanskul. You know, it's not it's not the most daunting of draws, and and Greek spore for me is you know he's he's beat by that. I'm not sure what he's got left in the tank, Greek spore. A lot of injury problems didn't seem fit at the U.S. Open. Did pretty well in the Davis Cup, though. He he could be one that's kind of got his eyes fixed on the Davis Cup. Um, happy to take Leheka uh, in the top half. Uh, I've got one in the bottom half as well. I've taken I've taken two here. Well, you got Leheka in the top half of the draw. Leheka currently now is available at nine dollars. Let's look at the outright markets with Bet Rivers currently. Talon Greekspor is a six dollar favorite. Sebastian Corda six fifty. Uh, Alexander Bublik is seven dollars. If it's that slow, as you said, I, I just can't see Alexander Bublik being a threat here. Leheka is mm. $9. Manorino is $9. Stanislas Rinka is 11 Dominic Teen is 11 
And those those two actually could meet in the second round with Rinkovic Dominic team, which would be an interesting battle in the last 16. Sebastian Myers is 12, Laszlo Jerry at 12, and Fuksovic is 14. Um before we go on to your pick in the bottom half of the draw, can I just mention about Sebastian Corda? I yeah. mean, we, we've spoken about him probably more than any other player, I, I would think so, on the outrun markets throughout the year this season. We we, we were, had such high hopes for him. We we put him up as a potential Wimbledon champion. We spoke about him as a player. Um, if Sebastian Corder was in, in some kind of form here, we'd be going this one as about a $2 favourite. Um, where do you see his career now? Where, where, where do you see Sebastian Gordon? You, you still got that belief, or if you, you like me, I thought you know he's in just gone for me. I think the talent is definitely there, without question. You know this this is a guy that can go toe to toe with with the very best players in the world on his day. I think the problem for him is just just mental. I think he needs. I, I, I don't know what conditions he's working under. Whether he has a a psychological coach working with him or not. I don't know if he hasn't, I would, I would suggest if he, if he's interested in my opinion, which he probably isn't, I would you could be a psychological coach. You're the man. You, 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 you could be, I'm not sure. I've, I'm, I'm not sure I've got the patience for, for that sort of thing. Uh, no, no. He would get, but, he wouldn't want to go on them buses. Sure. I could, I could make him go on the buses, show him how the other half live. Show how, you know, how um, lucky he is to have a career in tennis. Um, I, he he needs to he needs to toughen up mentally, is is the bottom line. You know, numerous times I've, I've said before he's he's a, not high on my list of players I would want serving a set or a match out for my life. Just get too nervy. Um, if he can overcome that, which you know he may he may not. If he can, then I still think he can he can win Masters tournaments, go deep in in the biggest tournaments in the world. If he can do that, and that, that is, you know it's a big if. We've seen so many players, haven't we, come and go over the years that. Mm have been super talented and, you know, able to go mix it with the best, but the belief hasn't been there. That's, that's for me what he needs. As far as this particular tournament is concerned, I, I think it's potentially too slow for him. Yeah. I, I was like Corder at his best in, in quicker conditions. I just think of myself, uh, talking about this, Sebastian Corder, number five seed, with Talon Griegsborg, number one seed. I think, I think it's disgraceful from his point of view. Anyway, you mentioned in the bottom half of the draw, you have a pick. Um, I don't know your pick in the bottom of the draw. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it now. Uh, it's not going to be him. It's not, definitely not going to be him. I, I think it's going to be Artur Rindenik. No. Oh, okay. Uh, that's it. That, that was my <laughs> pick. So, so, so who's the pick in the bottom Definitely of? not going to be Rindenik in there. Uh, I'm taking his first round opponent, Manorino. Adrian Manorino. He's, um, I, I like Manorino. I, I would normally like quicker conditions for, for Manorino, but he does well here. And his Asian swing record is... is Pretty good. You know, he made the finals in Tokyo. Um, also made the finals in what were slow conditions in when they played in, in 2019 in Zhuhai. And he's also made the final here when it was a 250, um, when it was called Nurse Sultan. In fact, his record in, in this tournament overall is five wins and two losses. He made the quarterfinals here last year as well when it was a 500. So he's got a good form here. He's, he's obviously going to be a player that will look forward to going back to a tournament he's done well at before. His draw looks very, very nice indeed. Um, I really think he'll beat Rindikinesh. I'll come on to that later. It's one of the matches that I'm going to talk about. Um, and then after that, you know, I'm not concerned about the likes of Bayez, you know, Mute. That's a pretty good draw in Q4. Q3 looks much, much more difficult, as you said, with Stan Vavrinka, 
Um, Dominic team in there, Giron, Fuksovic, Ofner, and Bublik. So that's that's a a much tougher draw. I mean, I think it's too slow for Bublik. He's played here a few times before, as you would expect. Um, I think he made the semis one year, but it's it's a struggle for him. Unless they've made this a lot quicker this year, which, which they may have done. Um, if they haven't, then it's 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 too slow for Bublik. So Manorino for me, I took sixteen to one earlier on about Manorino. Just gone win only on these. I'm not taking I'm not taking each ways. I've gone Leheka just straight to win and, and Manorino just straight through straight to win one in the top half, one in the bottom half. Remember the tournament starts tomorrow. Head to the Bet Rivers website for all the latest odds. There are some matches tomorrow, but most of the matches we're speaking about in Astana and Beijing a little bit later on are going to be played uh, on the following day. So the tournament starts, gets underway tomorrow. It's a very strange period of time. So uh, obviously we don't have much time to promote this and we don't have much time for you to get your bets on. But head to the Bet Rivers website. You will see the latest odds on this tournament in Astana. We've got three matches you want to talk about very quickly, Sean. Uh, we have the first match, Popperin against that man, Sebastian Corder. Uh, Sebastian Corder is minus 305, Popperin is plus 240. The spread here is three and a half. Uh, Popperin plus three and a half is a minus 114 favourite. Corder is minus 110, giving up uh, three and a half. And the total is 22 and a half. They have met once before in the Challenger event, and Corder won 6464. Uh, in it's an indoor event, isn't it, this one? Yes, yeah. So n- neither of them played indoors this year. Um, that which is, which is sort of a, a leveler for them both. Um, Popperin has lost it, lost his last two matches. Cord uh, has come in, lost in the semi final against Kachanov. Needs to get his season back on track, uh, but I wouldn't trust him at minus three or five. No, he's too short. I mean, as I've said, I'm not sure the slow conditions will suit him. I, I stand to be wrong on that if they've changed it, which which they might have done. Um, and Popperin on the other side of the coin, his his best work has come in slower conditions this year on the clay. You know, he had a he had a great season on the clay. Won Umag, you would never have thought that at the start of the season that he would be a winner of Umag. Um, Popperin, if you look at what they've done all this season on all surfaces, um, Popperin fifty four percent win rate at main level and a one hundred service points, one return points, one total. Corder slightly better, sixty percent win rate and one hundred and three total, but not enough to suggest that he should be. He was minus 286 earlier on. I don't know what he is now. Minus 240, did you say? Uh, minus 305. Minus 305. So he's, yeah, that's that's very short then, isn't it? That's even, that's gone the other way in that case then. You know, he only wins 60% of his main level matches. He, he shouldn't be that price anyway. Uh, Popperin's won more service points and held serve more often than quarter this season. Has the extra time on the ball, so his movement won't be as exposed as it is on the quicker surfaces Popperin. So, I'm I'm happy to, to to back him here on the handicap plus three and a half. I've taken here. It was one point nine one earlier. That's um, the the odds that it was. It's, I guess it's roughly the same now. Uh, plus three and a half. Let me move on. It's uh, popular is minus one fourteen. So around about minus what one ninety one in terms of the European betting, but minus one fourteen. Alex Popperin. Alexi Popperin, minus 114, plus three and a half. Is that official pick, Sean? Yep, taking that one, yep. Uh, Popperin I mean, Popperin's minus... got decent form as well. He won Singapore in, in Asia on indoor hard as well, so he has he has won in these conditions. How can you bet Corder, who lose in the first round at Wimbledon to Vesely, how can he be motivated for a 250 when he's got to the semi-final last week? I think he's a, he's a big fade. If, if he fancies it, he can win the tournament quite easily. He's plus 650, but he's popper in here, given the prices on the conditions of plus three and a half on the spread. 
is a decent bet. The next match we're going to talk about is Bostic van der Sandrup up against uh, Chevchenko. Uh, Bostic van der Sandrup. This one is actually tomorrow. It's an early start. It's 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. So we're recording this now, which is nine, coming up to nine o'clock uh, over in the UK. So it's uh, four o'clock Eastern time. This is 6.30 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. And Bostic van der Sandrup is a minus 190 favourite. Uh, Shevchenko is plus 150. The spread is two and a half. Uh, Van der Sandrup is minus 143, giving up two and a half. Alexander Shevchenko is plus 112, receiving two and a half. And the total here is 21 and a half, around about Pickham, minus 110. The pair, uh, Body Van der Sandrup is a player that I, I, would, I wouldn't like to bet with anyone's money at the moment, but indoors, he's, he's a better player indoors. Chevchenko uh, has played one indoor match this year and got beaten quite comprehensively. How do you see this one going? I think it's a bad price again on on Van der Zansko. Uh Two players that haven't been fit lately. Shevchenko retired in the Zuchin Challenger ten days ago with an illness that mysteriously got attributed later on to a knee injury. So I'm not sure what that was all about. Van der Zansko withdrew from Zhuhai after playing Davis Cup with kind of mixed success. He beat Tommy Paul, but also lost to Otto Vertonen. In uh, the Davis Cup, I think the slow conditions here, if they are to be slow, will will potentially favour Shevchenko, who likes to to play on clay. Um, but he's had good success against the better players so far uh, this season. Shevchenko beat the aforementioned Seb Korda, lost in three tight sets to Sinner and to Medvedev and to Herkash. So he can mix it with the best. Um, main level stats this season: slight advantage to Van der Zanskul, but not great. Ninety eight total for him in service points, one return points, one Shevchenko ninety five. So slight advantage. to to Van der Zanskup there. Neither man's played in China. Uh, I've put China here. I think I think that means the Asian <laughs> swing. Um, neither man's played in, in sort of this this section of the tour, shall we say, um, with any kind of regularity. Um, Van der Zanskup, after he played Davis Cup, he said, I've been a bit up and down. It's good that I have two months to get some match rhythm before Malaga, which suggests that his goal for the season is to find his peak form at the Davis Cup final. So, not sure about the motivation here. Um, it's not quite strong enough for me to to bet, but Shevchenko would have to be the lean here at around about um, plus 180. Yeah, plus 180. But if I was minus 190, Shevchenko plus 180. I did say earlier that we were recording these shows on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Friday. It's actually Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. So I apologize for that. Uh, just a strange schedule. I mean, it's just, a little bit weird as to how things it's are going. Confusing, isn't it? Very confusing. I, I I wake up every morning, want to speak to you on a Sunday. Sunday night, I come over, have my roast dinner, and I think I'm going to speak to Sean Calvo. I don't speak to Sean Calvo. The highlight of your day has just gone out the window. I wouldn't, there. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It was. It, it's part of my day. I wouldn't say it's my. It was the highlight of my day. But it's part of my day. Anyway, the final match here in Astana is the match that we sort of touched on. Manorino, one of your picks, and I said. Rindinich, I thought it might be your pick. Rindinich has a fantastic um, record indoors. He's no, he's no joke indoors. He's a good player. And he, uh, Manorino does lead the head-to-head 2-1-0 uh, in the previous meeting they had. It was in Montreal in the, on the hard court. 6-3, 6-3, uh, Manorino won that match. Um, if you look at the statistics between the two, not really much in it, but obviously you like Manorino here. The odds are suggesting you're right. Minus 182 for Manorino, plus 145 for Arthur And The spread is one and a half. Uh, Rindinich plus one and a half is plus 115. Manorino giving up one and a half is minus 148. And the total is 22 and a half. I just, 
I just I've met Manarina many times in these low level tournaments and he's never really performed for me. And uh, I much prefer to take the Frenchman when he's on a big stage where he can do all these flashy shots and in a, in a which is going to be quite an empty crowd, an empty arena. I just worry that he might have the, not have the motivation to get the job done here. And that was my concern here. We don't know the order of time for that. This match will probably be on Thursday. It's not on the schedule for Wednesday. Um, but I know you like Manorino to win it. What's your angle on this one? Yeah, I, I always like opposing Rindikesh if I can, if the odds are right against left-handers. He's lost eight of his last 13 matches at all levels against left-handers in the last 12 months at all levels. That includes challengers. He's only won 32, 32.6% of return points and only 47% of his own second serve points against left-handers. Going slightly further, at main level, his last 10 matches against left-handers, he's won only 30% of return points and broken serve 9.5% of the time. So he's got a big, big problem against against left-handers, Rinder Kinesh. Um, against Manorino, as you said, on a slowish outdoor hardcourt in Montreal last year, Rinder Kinesh only won 25% of his second serve points that day. Didn't create a single break point against Manorino. He did fall over in that match and had to go off court and get treatment and, and come back. But I don't think that had any major effect on proceedings. I just think, think that Rinderkinech generally struggles against, against left-handers. Um, Manorino, as I said, has got a good record here. Made the final in 2020, quarterfinals last year. So it's it, it's not the sort of tournament I would generally expect Manorino to go well at. You know, I, I prefer him in quicker conditions, but he seems to like it here. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy in the matchup. I'm more than happy to take Manorino. I took him minus two and a half games on the handicap at um, around about 1.91 earlier. So that's it. That's the start of the tournament. It's the ATP Tour 250 event this week. But the big action, the big names are over in the China Open in Beijing. And this is a really good tournament, actually, to be fair. If you look at this tournament here, this is this is the one that most of the attention, most of the betters' attention are going to be on this week on Bet Rivers. This tournament features Carlos Alcaraz, Casper Ruud, Holger Rune has come back from injury, Yannick Sinner, uh, Daniel Medvedev. It's it sits a pass. I mean, this is Alexander Zverev. This is a really, really top class tournament from the top heavy. They're the some of the best players in the world are in action in China uh, this week. It's on a hard court over in Beijing. Um, Sean, we haven't been over this part of the world you know, for a long time. Last week was the first time we been over there. What 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 kind of conditions are these top notch players expecting this week in Beijing? Well, this is played on a deco turf outdoor hard court, which which is the same as it was in the past. I assume it's a, a similar pace court to to what it was before. It's kind of medium paced, really, but a lot of the matches are played in the evening where it does get quite a bit colder and slower. So it's not it's not the quickest conditions. The average is 78% holds and 71.4% first serve points won, which puts it roughly the same as the US Open, Doha and Acapulco. So not not quick by any means. As I say, the matches at the night in the night sessions are are slower. Only 33% of the matches here have featured tie breaks on average. So it's, it's not the quickest conditions. Weather-wise, it's going to be um, pretty sunny and partly sunny all week between 25 and 28 um degree so nowhere near as as hot and and humid the humidity is much lower actually than than in in Zhuhai last week which was which was brutal this is this is looks like it's going to be pretty reasonable um conditions for the players just looking at the the trends the number one seed has either won this tournament or lost in the final every single year from 2012 
to when it stopped in 2019. Only Martin Clizan in 2014 has ever made the semis, has made it as far as the semis as a qualifier in this tournament. It's not generally a great one for underdogs either. Only 26% of the underdogs have won here, which makes it one of the worst non-major tournaments of the year um, as far as betting underdogs is concerned. Yeah, let's look at the draw. Akaraz in the top half of the draw, up against Kasper Ruud, Holger Rune, uh, Yannick Sinner. The bottom half of the draw, Alexander Zverev. We have Sitsapas, Rublev and Medvedev. There's some really, really good first round matchups here. Alex Diminoir against uh, Andy Murray. Tommy Paul against Daniel Medvedev. Uh, Sitsapas against Jarry. And I would actually say, I think the top half of the draw is actually a little bit easier than the bottom half of the draw because for the reason that some of these it's some dangerous floaters in there, and and the and some Medvedev, the number two seed, and Sitsabas, the number four seed, have some difficult opponents. Let's look at the outright markets. Carlos Alcaraz is uh, plus one fifty. Uh, Medvedev is three dollars. Yannick Sinner plus four fifty. Uh, Zverev eight dollars. Sitsabas twelve dollars. Rublev uh, sixteen hundred. Rude twenty to one. Dimitrov twenty five. And it's Dimitrov twenty five. Felix Auger Alexing thirty three to one. I think we're going to catch Felix Auger Alexing. At a big price, not not necessarily this tournament, but I just feel that he's got the quality and uh, to win the tournament at a big price. But it might not be this week. But uh, what's your thought here? Where, where, where's your thought process? Because it's an intriguing draw. Felix Auger seem against um, Holger Rune is a really interesting game. Both players completely out of form, both suffering from injuries as well. But um, where do where do you where do you, where do you like this uh, attack on the outright markets here? I've taken a swing on the aforementioned Felix here. I took 40 yeah. to 1 each way, each way earlier on. It, it reminds me a little bit. I know he's in, not had a great season by any means, a poor season um, this year, but kind of reminds me of what he did last year. Um, you know, he, he's, um, he beat Alcaraz and Djokovic last year in, in Davis Cup and Labour Cup. And then he went on an absolute tear, didn't he? He won, um, I think, three out of his next four tournaments. Ironically, the one he didn't win was the one we backed him in, um, which I think was Astana yeah, last he, year. We was we he got to the semi-finals in Paris. When he was in Paris. He got beat by that was his Novak Djokovic. Fifth, was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the that was his fifth tournament after after that little um, boost. Um, well, quite a big boost actually beating those guys. He's done a, a similar thing here. I mean, it's not quite the same beating Gael Monfils in Labour Cup, but he won his singles and his doubles in the Labour Cup and helped his team win. So that that boost might. You know, might inspire him. He, he needs to get going because he he's got an awful lot of points to defend coming up mm. over the next sort of month or so. And if he doesn't defend them, he, if he's losing first round, second round, he's going to have a a big old drop in the ranking. So the motivation is there, the the freshness is there. Obviously, he's not played that many matches this season. Um, played here before. You know, he's familiar with the Asian swing. I, I think he'll beat Rune because Rune's not fit. I mean, he was another one that, that didn't play Labour Cup. Still got that back injury. I've taken him at 40 to 1. It is a bit of a swing, but I think the odds are right. We might catch this guy at the right time. I think it's a great play. Um, I never knew you you had had that. I literally just walked through the door, as you know. I've, I've just come straight yeah. through the door, straight back from film the Ryder Cup stuff, which is going to be live on now. Uh, well, not live, but it's going to be up uh, up on the uh, the socials on uh, because we were with myself, Sean Calvin, and Dan Robert. We recorded some stuff for the, the Ryder Cup today. So I didn't even know that. So it's quite interesting because he was the the one I looked at and thought, you know, 33 to 1 in a tournament like this at the end of the season when you you can question Alcaraz, is he really going to be up for it? Rude, no. Holger Runa, injured. Yannick Sinner, it's 
it looks something out of all those players, there's one player that wants to put in a performance. And I think Felix Orjanis has seen here. He's currently 33 to 1. You took the 40, but 33 to 1 is a decent price. And I think it's quite funny. We, we didn't know that, but we're on the same uh, level and on the same page here on the outright market in Beijing. Let's look at the matches. Uh, Zhang against Nishiokai. Uh, Nishiokai just come very, very close for us uh, today. Uh, he's a heavy favourite. He's minus 141 against uh, Zhang. He's plus 114. The spread is plus one and a half. Zhang uh, receiving one half is minus 110. The total is 22 and a half. They've never met before. Nishiokai absolutely exhausted. Uh, we'll, I watched the, the first set today. Gone. Uh, I wouldn't be betting him at minus 141. Yeah, he's going to be exhausted. That, that was brutal conditions in Zhuhai. Um, I know he's motivated for the Asian swing, but He's not known for his great physicality, Nishikori. Uh, Nishikori. Nishikori isn't either, incidentally. <laughs> Nishioka is also not, you know, he's always, he's always got injuries, um, Nishioka, often injured. This time, reminds me of this time last year when we backed him in Seoul, and I, and I opposed him straight after against Kekmanovic in, in Tokyo, which is a home tournament for him, and Kekmanovic won um, in, in that first round match. I'm just not sure he's going to have anything left in the tank. Plus, if you think from Nishioka's point of view, he's still got Tokyo to come in a couple of weeks' time. He's still got Shanghai Masters 1000 next week in quick conditions, um, which this Beijing generally isn't. So the motivation level there, I think for me, not quite there with with Nishioka and the, you know, the energy levels. He also has a, a worse record against fellow left-handers such as um, such as Shang. 42% win rate at main level against lefties, 47% against righties. So he's, he's facing fellow lefties has not been great for him. Um, Shang isn't the strongest of physical specimens either. He retired in the Guangzhou Challenger. Then you probably saw he had to get a piggyback off court from Mackenzie McDonald in Xiuhai after their really tough, long uh, three-setter. But he's had a little rest since then. He's obviously a home player, highly motivated. I think he just have more. I just think he'll want it more than Nishioka this week. I took Shang earlier on at um, plus 125. He's plus 114 now, still value? I'm happy to take it, yeah. Odds against, I think Nishioka is going to be you know, on his I last leg. We've, so we've got to fade Nishoko in some capacity here. Minus 141, I think it's a definitely a favourite to fade. Uh, Jan Landers-Struff, he's plus 150 against Kasper Ruud. Kasper Ruud's minus 186. Kasper Ruud is a heavy favourite here. The spread is two and a half. The totals are 22 and a half. But if he's going to win this, Kasper Ruud, he's got to overturn a 4-0 head-to-head record. Struff leads 4-0, uh, an opponent that he can never get the better of. And he hasn't even won a set against the German. Yeah, this is all about the matchup for for um, Jan Lindestruff against Rude four 0 as you said. Um, in the three matches that we've got stats for, one of them was a I think played during COVID, so we haven't got the stats for that. But it's overwhelmingly in favour of Struff. He's won seventy one percent of his service points and forty five percent of his return points against Casper Rude for an overwhelming lead in terms of the service points won and return points won totals of one hundred and sixteen to eighty four. Doesn't get much more one sided than that. Rude's only won twenty nine percent of his return points against Struff. Hasn't been able to handle the Struff service at all. Um, we know from Struff that he tends to be a fast starter. He's won the opening set eight times in his last 15 matches against top 10 opponents. Tends to start well. Can't always keep his level up. Coming back from injury, will be highly motivated. He's only he played last week in Zhuhai. Still needs to uh, matches to get that, you know, to, to, stay, to keep that ranking that he worked so hard to get. Um, night match might not be ideal, for for Struff, but I'm not sure what the schedule is yet. 
Rude's shown very little since the clay finished. Lost to Arta, Feast, Davidovich, Fakina, Purcell, Zhang. Um, he's also one and four win loss on the Asian swing, Casper Rude. So this isn't really his time of year. I've taken Struff to win the opening set. I took him at um, plus 128 earlier for Bet Rivers. I'm not sure what that the odds are on him winning the opening set are now, but I'm happier to, for him to win the opening set because if it is a night match, it, you know, he could get ground down in the end, but taking set one. He's still plus 128 to win the first set. There's 29 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website. And remember, you can live stream the match. So if you, you you want early hours in the morning and you want to go and feed the dog, feed the cat, have a bit of breakfast, you can sit on your laptop and watch the match without waking. The, I, I, I go and stream matches without waking the missus up, but that's what I do anyway. But it's each up to the run. You do what you want to do. Uh, the final match we're going to talk about is uh, Dan Evans against Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner is a player that I absolutely love watching. I enjoy watching, but I lose so much money on Yannick Sinner. I can never understand why I'm losing money on him. He's minus 480. Dan Evans is plus 350. Um, overwhelming favor for the number six seed. Number six seed in the tournament list. Yannick Sinner should be at least number two, number three seed. But he's been on a dis- disappointing run. Uh, Dan Evans obviously won Washington, come from the Davis Cup heroics. Uh, do you see this one going? It's the first meeting, so I, th- I think it's always difficult. But I feel like Evans has got the kind of game, that that variety that he has. Um, I think it might take Sinner out of his baseline comfort zone. I'm, I'm not obviously completely sure about that because they never played. But if you look what Evans has done this hard-court summer in Davis Cup since he suddenly sprang back to form in, in Washington, D.C. 64% win rate and a service points, one return points, one out of 103. Very decent. Not as good as Sinner, who's on 106 and a 78% win rate in that same time frame. But I feel like, I mean, I, I watched Alcaraz Evans um, in New York and, you know, we know that Evans has got the ability to mix it with his best, with the best when his confidence is up, which it kind of is at the moment. Last week, we expected him to lose, didn't we? Um, against Safflin and, and he duly digs. He didn't really have time to to prepare for that but Evans I think it's more of a lean because it is a first matchup but if, I've taken Evans well my my lean here would be to take Evans should I say um, plus four and a half games I think that's a quite of a big um, handicap for, for Sinner to overcome that was minus 109 earlier on with Bet Rivers yeah, it's still minus 109. Uh, it's a lean from Sean there. We've got some official picks though, Sean. Give us a quick rundown on your official picks this week. Yeah, we'll have to be quick, won't we? We've got uh, Zhang. Fine. We've got Zhang against Nishioka here in Beijing and Struff to win the opening set against um, Kasper Rood and just Astana. Let me just open that. Um, and the outright, obviously, in Beijing, forty to uh, thirty-three to one. If you can get that now on uh, Felix Auger Aliassime, over in Astana, I took Popurin plus three and a half games against Corda, and Manorino minus two and a half games against Rinderkinesh. And the two outrights win only on the outrights. Um, Leheka and Manorino there. So. It's uh, lots of bets. Uh, tournament Astana, which is not the greatest one in Kazakhstan, but the big one is in Beijing, where the big players in the world are in action. Myself and Sean will be back on Thursday. We'll also be back on Friday. I did say earlier when it's Wednesday, it's Thursday and Friday. You can follow us uh, across four means. You can follow us on this podcast by downloading the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios. Give us a subscribe there. Uh, just press the bell button and we'll be notified of every time anything drops there. I'm really pleased with the amount of uh, people who have subscribed to that channel. And thank you very much if you have done so as well. And you can also follow us on our social 
rules at because we win on Twitter and also on Instagram. There's going to be some brilliant content coming this week. We've just done some brilliant shows uh, with Dan Roebuck and Simon Hold on the Ryder Cup, which starts on Thursday. Head to the Bet Rivers website, uh, Friday, sorry. Head to the Bet Rivers website for all the latest odds on that. And also, there's going to be a huge week on uh, football across Europe in this soccer world as well. Sean, thank you very much for joining me as always. I know it's a bit rushed today. It's a bit, bit, I was rushing around a bit later than usual, but uh, thanks very much. Good luck with your bets this week. Go one bet on Nishoka last week. The Asian swing, we're swinging for you. We're going to get some cash. We're going to cash from tickets.